Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and uh, I saw the James Bond, new James Bond film last night. Oh, uh, this is Jay. What did what do you think of it? Was it all you ever hoped for? Um, I don't know if it's all I ever hoped for, but um, I'm sure many of the complaints stemmed out of the final, the the ending of the show. Um, mm-hmm. And um, but I'm perfectly okay with the ending of the show. So. It feels the the whole the whole story arc from um um from Casino Royale to the newest one to No Time to Die feels like a very encapsulated story. Like from beginning to end, the whole thing is just it is it, unlike the other James Bond films, which try to almost I mean not completely, but a lot of them kind of stand on their own. Um, these are very much intended to be more of a a full story arc, I guess. And you may not realize that when you're watching the first few. So uh, anyway, I enjoyed it. Who are you, Josh? Oh, did I answer? Uh, I'm Josh, and dang, anything clever I was going to say just went right out of my head. Uh, well, I'm Josh, and I lecture my teen child for not waking me up when I'm on the couch in a contorted position waiting for her to come home from what is probably a completely reasonable time to be partying, but it was too much for me to endure. <laughs> Like, am I expecting too much that I should be awakened off of a couch if I look like I'm in pain? Is that just, oh, an, old man? Is that just an old man complaint? I mean, I don't know. I, w- I would, ex- if I was waiting up for a teenager, I would expect to be wake up, woken up when when they got home. I want to believe that she'll not repeat the error again, but I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> yeah, I'm. <laughs> I am kind of curious. Uh, both of you are uh, parents. I am not, other than my cats, I guess. Of fluffy little <laughs> and, babies, yes. Yes. Um, and I, I'm curious. You, you made a, a comment in the pre-ramble, Josh, that your oldest daughter is the one who you've done the best job of you know, raising up in the ways of, of playing games with you, etc. Right. Um, but I guess... How much what's what's the experience like raising kids of like how much is just the personality of the child versus what you do as a parent? Oh, mm. well, I love. Are, are the, you asking? Do you have any influence whatsoever? <laughs> <laughs> kind I, of. I guess how much? I guess. I mean, my favorite, uh, my favorite uh, ratio is the Pareto ratio, right? Eighty twenty. And I really okay. think that's I think that is about the ratio. Like eighty percent of your kid is pretty much set based on their personality and everything. 
and about 20% of it you have influence over. For example, like my my least my least board gamey kid, um, I, I think she always would have been pretty, you know, not that into it. But I think that at the time when she was growing up and most likely to play board games, like I think that I was grouchy sometimes about like, you know, pay attention to the game, like take your turn, like, you know, and, and this is a kid who probably has a little bit of ADHD or something like that. And anyway, I, I'm just saying like, I probably, there are probably moments that I made it less pleasant for this particular kid. And, you know, that probably had some influence on her. I mean, she'll still play games, but like, it's only a very certain subset, you know, and you kind of have to catch her in the mood and, you know, so does that answer that question, Jay? I think it's a really solid question. That is an answer, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that I've had maybe I'm naive, but I think I've had a significant influence on the things that children. I mean, I've provided them with all of the potential tools and be nerds, and they have. And you, but do you think the? I guess that is. Would they have without that? Do you think they would have been nerds? Is, was that their personality, anyways, or? And I guess um, this is kind of an unprovable question. <laughs> it is. You know, can we put the, you know, same kids in the same situation for the same and then just change my behavior? Um, I mean, it seems difficult. But um, certainly, I think my daughter, who is a really voracious reader right now, probably wouldn't have been um, had that she not gotten the influence that her mother and I put on her to read um, probably way more than she wanted to, um, at least initially. And and then eventually it caught on and she was, you know, full voracious reader. And I don't know that it would have been the same. Um, I don't think she would have been a gamer at all as far as video gamer or board gamer in another family. So, mm. yeah, I don't I don't. In fact, yeah, it's not really her thing, although she does play a lot of video games now. But I think given the opportunity, she would have latched onto something else. She would have been she's quite a bit into art. and I think she would have just leaned heavier into that. Which maybe that's a problem. Maybe I shouldn't have. Maybe I should have allowed her to enjoy art more. But I've never discouraged her by any means. I'm very artistic myself. Um, I've always encouraged her and helped her and, and provided her any tools she wanted. So there's just I also provided the opportunity to do things not art related. Um, the oldest boy, yeah, I'm pretty sure he would still be a gamer. Um, even from a little little kid, he was just like drawn to keyboards and mice and controllers and like he's. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I had anything to do with that. The youngest, um, I don't know. He's, he's a lot like me in that he could latch onto almost anything and be happy about it. Like I, I, there was multiple times in my life where, you know, every night of the week I was doing a different hobby and he's like that. He just, he's interested in lots of different things, interested in lots of different things. And I don't, I don't think that would change. So whatever he was latched onto would just be based on, uh, whatever he was interested in at the time. Well, so there's your inconclusive non-scientific yeah, answer, yeah. Jay. No clue. And we're part of what brought this to my mind is we have the new kittens and they're super skittish right now, oh. and we're wanting to train them to be, you know, more want to get petted more, etc. So uh, it's going to be a bit of a journey, I think, to see how that goes. But yeah, that's very much a nature versus nurture conversation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um. So I guess things for Discount Games Inc. Uh, there, I guess the latest release is the Convocation has released for Marvel Crisis Protocol. So 
There's things like Hood and Doctor Voodoo and Clea and the Sorcerer Supreme and the Second Doctor Strange, uh, etc. So go check those out and have lots of fun with Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, all right, so our topic for this week is things that we are buying ourselves for Christmas. <laughs> things we are most excited for in the upcoming future (laughs) i mean you the title of the topic for me would be uh things i've hidden from myself (laughs) yeah yeah forgotten about do you mostly do your own christmas shopping as well uh josh or uh, i I know it's not totally because your wife will occasionally contact me and be like, yes, but when is it Jay? It's always like, yeah, it's like super last minute. Yeah. 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 My, my wife is the Trevor of my relationship. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Isn't that true? Trevor? No, Trevor, Trevor does all the shopping for Christmas. Uh, long ago I was very late shopping, but okay. That's what I remember in the, in the, the modern age of the internet. Uh, I get everything on oh, Amazon yeah. okay, sure, and sure. I get it way early and I don't have to worry about it. Although um, I do procrastinate a little bit sometimes, but truthfully, no, I, my shopping is done fairly early. My, I'm my poor husband, Brian, he'll be like, I hate shopping for you because anything you, you want, you already buy. Yeah. And, which, and then he, which he is goes, a circular argument because my response would be to that would be that's because if I don't buy it for myself, nobody will look at the wish list that I've clearly <laughs> posted blazing on the internet and just get me what I want. So, yeah, my wife and I had this argument just like yesterday, and I could tell she was really hurt about it. But I'm like, dear, I cannot remember the last time that I didn't buy my own presents, and I'm not talking about just Christmas. I'm talking about birthday too. And yeah, I'm like, same, same. Yeah, I'm like. Uh, and she's like, well, provide me a list. I'm like, I have. I have tried. You just, she has the same problem your wife does in that she's sort of like averse to – she's a little afraid of what to order or how to order it. You know what I mean? Like because the things that we want are not – Yeah, I think I know. You can't, just, you can't just go to Walmart and pick up what we want. A hundred percent. I mean, honestly, though, here's my analysis, which is completely non-evidence-backed. No, well, there, there might be evidence. Non-scientific. Let's just put it this way. I think that my sweetheart, which is still a romantic and believes that we should just sense and know what gift we <laughs> want to get for the other person, right? Like, I, she would probably deny it if I if I suggested this to her, but I'm like, that is clearly what's happening. Like, you don't want – like – or or, yes. or maybe, you know, it's probably my problem. What I need to do is I need to actually carve my wish list in stone or uh, like I, I have to get away from technology because the fact is like you can go on the Internet and find what I want with about three clicks of a button. But that's probably about three clicks too many for my sweetheart. So <laughs> I need to have it just like delivered by carrier pigeon and then she would probably still ignore it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that is uh, funny to me is that, like, Brian wants to try to have it be a surprise for me. Oh, yeah. She, like, she wants that, too. Yeah. How in the, heck the, is, the shipping, see, it, yeah. How is that going to happen? Right. So the shipping is. So this year, 
like he's he's getting it shipped to somewhere to a friend's place, etc. <laughs> but <laughs> but I got a spending uh, notification on the credit card. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he did the purchase. And so, you know, I'm I'm pretending that I totally do not know that there is a local <laughs> light lighting kit that is <laughs> shipping to us. <laughs> uh, yeah, the truth is I made peace years ago that like just just you know just Take away the ro- the romanticism of it. Just <laughs> get the list, you know. Do the do the boring stuff. It'll all you, work out just fine. You accepted the fact that after twenty five years of of marriage, that the romance is dead. <laughs> <laughs> fine. Yes, that's what I accepted. <laughs> all right. Well, Josh, you uh, you were the one who thought up this topic, so I'll let you go first. What what's your first interview? Uh, that I'm most excited that I bought myself. Well, or that you're excited to play uh, <laughs> coming up. Uh, well, okay, so I'm going to cheat my own my own suggestion. Look, I'm going to start with the one that I'm most excited to play again because I've already played it. And you know, originally I maybe I would have wrapped it for myself as a holiday gift, but I just don't want to wait that long. But uh, the Clash of Cultures Monumental Edition is really a ton of fun. It is a great Civ game. It's not new, right? I think the original one, I think Monumental the original one came out. New, I think. Yeah, but I mean, all Monumental really does is it packages the base. Yeah, game it's it's just expansion. a gimmick, marketing gimmick. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but uh, I've played it three times now since I got it, and maybe I will wrap it up for myself. Maybe I should see how many games I bought for myself in the past quarter. <laughs> of the year and i should wrap them all up and and really get side eye for my wife that would be that would be kind of fun uh that's the first <laughs> one i'm excited about and uh you know i've actually i played it with my nine-year-old and like i said he's no good all he's learning is suffering but i think that's an important step in every young gamer's life to learn to suffer i mean yes well and really any human just to learn that life is suffering and <laughs> <laughs> agreed uh, Trevor, what's, what's one of yours? Um, so I, my children, I failed. I think I mentioned earlier on an earlier episode that I, uh, required my kids to write down one game, one article of clothing and one book. And that was all we were going to do for Christmas. Yes, I do remember this. Well, my children screwed it all up for me. Um, <laughs> like I looked through their list. As and, children are wont to do. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> well, so I start looking through the list and I look at them and my one boy has a game that is free that okay. all he has, to, that all he yes. has to do is install. Tell me more. And I'm like, okay. And another boy has, oh gosh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm remembering. But anyway, the point being is that they've all basically done something to screw up the process. And I've mentioned, was it last year that I want them to have, you know, gifts to open? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, there's like 90% of the stuff they ask for other than the, the clothing item is all like, you know, they're asking like for stuff that I there is no physical copy of, you know, especially right. when it comes to the games. 
So I started looking at it, and I'm like, well, I want him to open something, which is, I guess it's my own mental problem. I just can't let it go. Yeah, this is like feeling that you should just sense what your spouse wants for a gift. This is your own version of romanticism. This is your romanticism. Correct. Yeah, it's my Christmas morning romanticism, because I remember as a kid getting up and having all of these things and, you know, remembering opening them and playing with them. And that is not at all how Christmas is anymore. Oh, burn that noise. Yeah, for most um, (laughs) first world children. Um, so I'm, I'm probably going to end up buying, um, everybody in the family, a steam gift card. And then my goal is to get us all to play. Cause my one boy did ask for this game. Um, although I think he asked for his birthday, and didn't get it. And th- the reason he didn't get it was because, um, I was afraid that, um, I-, I was afraid that he wouldn't have anybody to play with. Cause it's more of, it's, I don't want to call it a party game, but it is kind of a party game. Okay. Um, and, and, um, that is Fall Guys. Have you guys seen or played this game? Mm, I have, I have it in my Steam library and I'm really curious to play it. And I think I bought, no, no. Do, do, do you remember how I live with my Steam library now, Trevor? (laughs) Some Steam sale happens. I purchase eight to 12 games and then. A year later, I'm like, oh, I will play each of these 8 to 12 games for five minutes now. So that it has not come to its uh, time in the queue yet. <laughs> uh, well, the newest version is called Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. But it is it is a battle royale. So I, I hate to use that term because it's so different than Fortnite or PUBG. or No, but I think that's fair. I think that's the right description for it. Because yeah, it is, it that is, is, is the mechanic, royale. right? Yeah, the mechanic is 100 people start, only one person can win. People get knocked out each round. But it's um, like cartoons. It's like, right? I mean, it's little, I don't even know what you call the dumb things. It's like uh, Dr. Seuss. It's like war in a Dr. Seuss world almost. They're, I mean, they, they, they feel like those, you know, those punching ball things that you'd get. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do know what you're talking about. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know what you call them, but I mean, it's similar to some of the other games I've talked about before, um, like Gang Beast and some of the others. They're kind of floppy you know, walking guys. Well, in in Fall Guys, which was wildly popular last spring for a little while, and then sort of died out a little bit. But you go through these these puzzles or challenges where you race to the end, or you or you might there might be a game, a mini game where you're trying to score points, and sometimes it has teams, and the team who loses gets people knocked out, and the people the team that wins doesn't. But the goal is to be the last person alive, and it's very silly and fun. And you might get knocked off of, you know, um, a, a walkway or there's like sort of seesaw levels where if you're on one side, the whole thing starts falling down and you might slide off the end or whatever. Anyway, my boy has wanted this for the longest time and we didn't okay. buy it for it because I just knew that it was going to be like, OK, yes, I want to play, but nobody else in the house can play it. And it's really one of those games I think that the fun is increased when you have like a or, couch co-op, like a Smash Brothers, right? Or a correct yeah and certainly you don't have to play it that way it is a computer game it can be played all by yourself but there's a reason i have five computers in my basement it's to be able to play stuff like this yeah so so anyway basically my hero yeah i'm i'm gonna be buying this for the entire family and we're going to i'm my hope is that this is the game we will play a significant amount of i you know i thought it was going to be among us Mm -hmm. but that's that's, that's uh that ship has sailed at this point right no, they, my kids still want to play. The problem is is that there's five of us. And I don't know if you've ever played five-person Among Us, but it's not fun. It, it really takes eight players or more. To, to really play. start feeling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that, sure. That's fair. And, and I'm just not 
I'm not as comfortable about letting my kids loose on the internet as maybe the average person is. So when we got Among Us, we played it for a couple of times, but for, with five people, especially where you could actually turn around and see, like if you look around the room to the other pieces of people's computers, you can quickly see who the <laughs> who the yeah uh, yeah the, right <laughs> betrayer whatever the name is you know is by just looking around, or you can hear it because they have different sounds and other things that that cause issues. And you can turn down your sound, but it, it makes it difficult. I mean, if they look over on my screen and see that the you know, uh, the air ducts are red. It clearly means that I'm the, the bad guy. Yeah. So um, there are some ways around that because some of them, get, they just released an update that added um, roles. Like, oh, really? Like, um, you know, werewolf. Like you're the engineer, you're the pilot, you're the, like Correct. that kind of role kind of thing? Interesting. Yes. And one of the roles can use the air ducts just like the betrayer can. Oh, so you've got all new reasons to be like, I'm not sus, you guys, I promise. Correct. Um, still, I mean, one of the ways we got rounded was we would get um, like some of my daughter's friends to play on their phones or to join us. We did that, and it was fun. It's just it's a lot of hassle to get a group. And mm-hmm. I just think the Fall Guys thing, it doesn't matter if only two of us want to play it or all. Oh, you think it'll support, support that a little better? Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, it'll it'll fix the dynamic of people, you know, we can, we can, I mean, I, I realize that I, the thing I said about not liking the general internet sort of falls on its face here, but there's no chat. You're not talking to other people in the falls guy, fall guy, fall. Okay. Guy so I have, I have to confess something here really quick. And this is not even behind a paywall, right? So if my wife ever listened to the podcast, this will solve her issue for her of, if you want to surprise me, what you do is you, you get Trevor's setup copied into our house. Like, I don't, I have no reason for not having it other than inertia, but I'm like, why don't I have like four computers, you know, set up in a, in a cube or whatever, ready to do multiplayer games like this? Um, well, to be fair, it's a really big investment and I did it mostly piecemeal from leftovers from work. Mm. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that everything here is is a piecemeal computer left over from work, but that's how I got it started. Yeah. And then I started replacing pieces one by one. Um, but it was really hard to say, okay, well, I'm just going to, you know, buy three computers for my kids. I also started out before with a computer for my wife already. So we started with two. Then I, I took my old wife's old computer, gave it to my kids when they were little, and eventually just sort of branched out to that. To jump right in, you're talking – you know, I, I think you could probably get in for a, a computer that's not great, but will play simple games. You know, eight hundred bucks, maybe a hundred bucks for a monitor or whatever, some keyboards and mice. You know, you're talking, but if you're in a, if you've already got one and you're doing four, I mean, you're talking about four thousand dollars. Well, I mean, I have two, so you know what I mean. Because like right, right now, basically, the nine year old and I have decent computers. Although his, I I kind of need to upgrade his because I don't think his can actually handle Gloomhaven. Because we tried to play Gloomhaven and it kind of anyway petered out. Yeah, a little bit. So. Yeah, I understand. Um, yeah, I don't. Anyway, I don't, know what to tell you. I don't mean to. I don't mean to derail not, us that far off topic, but I do think about that sometimes. I'm like, I should just do that, or you know. I mean, there's there's definitely some major benefits to being able to do it. There's some really cool things on computer that, um, if you have, I mean, part of the reason why I do it too is that just all my kids are big nerds you know they, well like, see and like my kids like every one of my kids even my least gamey kid loves don't starve right right and, and specifically don't starve together and like i can so, never so get 
I'm like, why don't I have four machines ready to go down here? Because they would all they would all jump on if we had that ready to go. Well, and your son-in-law would absolutely jump on if you gave him the opportunity to do something like that with. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That is what I that is what I need to do is I just need to suggest that to him. Well, that's what I need to do. I'll suggest that he suggests it to my wife. <laughs> that's how to make this happen. And then I'll just you know I'll have to set up a secret bank account that they can spend from. <laughs> that'll that'll get the romance back in the idea Ugh, uh, ridiculous let's hear yours jay <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you about a computer game that i actually pre-purchased they got me i almost never pre-purchased wow uh, yeah they did get you what the crap computer games but um Warhammer 3 Total War, I pre-purchased. It's coming out in February, and you get like an extra little expansion add-on if you do the pre-purchase. So I was like, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm, I am uh, quite looking forward to uh, playing some Warhammer 3 Total War. What race will you be playing first, Jay? What, wait, um, that, what are all the new races? I'm... Honestly, not too sure what all of them are. Let me look real quick. Um, it seems like their uh, a lot of their previews have been like Zinch stuff. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. That's there. The, it's more than just Zinch. I think it's all of the Chaos Gods. I think you can. It's the first opportunity you've had to play a specific Chaos God. Oh, like so, you can play Nurgle and Corn and the whole nine yards. I believe so. Yes. Here's mm. here's the confirmed starting races or. Warhammer 3 races, the Kislev, Korn, Nurgle, Zinch, Slanesh, Cathay, and the Ogre Kingdoms DLC. I'm, I think the Ogre Kingdoms might be the pre-order uh, pre-race, but yeah, I mean, obviously uh, Zinch is the one that I, I would need to play out of out of those. Uh, Zinch with. sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. I really need to get into that game deep I, I every time i get into it i get started and i'm like okay i'm gonna come back to this and then i just don't it is it is one of those games where it feels like it's almost like civ where you just can't sit down and play for 20 minutes You've yeah, you can't play. It, it's not like oh i'm just gonna dip my toe into yeah i'm not <laughs> gonna play a single gloomhaven scenario i you know if i sit down it's gonna be a four-hour thing i minimum. actually think now that you mentioned that that's kind of what Got me. I, I played Total War Warhammer 2, just a game or two, and I was like, ooh, this is going to take more attention span than I can give anymore. Uh, that's yeah. kind of fair. I will say I have been I've been playing more of two, and, and previously I had been playing um, with Brian, with doing multiplayer campaigns with each other mm -hmm. uh, in the pandemic, and now I am I'm playing some more single player campaigns and when we were doing the multiplayer ones we would do a lot of the, the combat uh resolve it real time and we would split up playing our forces etc but um the single player campaign has been going quite a bit faster because obviously there's just one player but also um i've been having it feels like more situations where i have kind of an overwhelming force and so if i do an auto resolve then it's not um you don't take devastating losses that a lot of times you can if you do an auto resolve so um so that's been nice to feel like i'm making faster progress through the campaign but i've been doing the lizard men on the most recent one and i just um i Where just upgraded go ahead 
I was just saying, where, where do the lizard men start? Because normally you are in, I can't remember the, is, I can't remember if Cholt is the one in, in Forgotten Realms or the one in Warhammer. Anyway, it's, it's, they, they, they come from a really far off place. I don't know where you even start on the map. Uh, well, I mean, the legendary lord that I play starts in the southwest corner of the Vortex campaign. <laughs> oh, okay. Huh. I might um, be misremembering. It might be, um, Forgotten Realms where all the lizard people are from that's really far away. Yeah, I'm not sure. I will say that, uh, I guess we can do a, a snake, uh, draft of things that we're excited for. Um, so I'll what do a second the, one. What is the snake? Oh, oh, sna- I was like, okay, okay. This is Southern Catan. You're placing, like, you're placing your, uh, s- settlement second. Uh, my I got second you. settlement, yeah. Yeah, first. Yes. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready. <laughs> I hate that you use that reference. I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> that's what my brain brought me when he said the snake thing and then explained well, what it was. He's not used to uh, fantasy sports, and so he that's know. right. He's not a fantasy football player. Is that really <laughs> what that is from? Well, that's that's where most people will probably. Yeah, that's oh, where most people would get yeah. the reference. Right. I, yeah. I doubt that it came up with the idea. I mean, Snake Draft probably goes back way farther. Than that. Yeah. Right. Um, so I just built a new desktop PC, and it was surprisingly affordable. Other than I'm just using my old video card <laughs> as opposed to trying to get a new one. And so I guess my uh, Christmas wish list is that I'll have like a Christmas miracle and find a affordable video card somewhere at some point. <laughs> uh, that would take baby Jesus to do something special for you because that ain't going to happen. Baby Jesus. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I'm it sorry. Would take, it would take... I'm... I just have to share a slightly sacrilegious story because oh, excellent! My that. favorite. <laughs> uh, my my children revealed to me one of the gifts that they're getting for my wife, and I'm like, "You guys, you are winning Christmas with this bad boy." Uh, oh, except for I can't remember exactly how they said. My wife is on this kick now that like she just says all the time, like, "Hopefully Jesus will have come by then again, and that will solve all my problems." Right. <laughs> <laughs> And so they're getting her crossage that just says basically like Jesus will have come by then and or something like that. So I'm like, oh, that's funny. That's good stuff. <laughs> it's the kind of quality entertainment you get from a family like mine. It is. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a brother-in-law that's that's having me build him a new computer. And um, I'm like, yeah, it's not going to be cheap because he, he wants a he wants a gaming computer and he wants it to be pretty nice. And I'm like, mm-hmm. right. I'm like, well, you just got to be prepared to wait, you know, potentially weeks or maybe months for the video card. And the cost is going to be pretty high. And he's like, OK, you know, and I I'm I'm not going to tell you how much they are right now, because I want I want Josh to to guess since he hasn't looked at video cards recently. But, oh, how much a video card is? OK, I'm ready yeah, to guess. Yeah. So I don't look at I don't look at individual components anymore, Trevor. When I want a computer, I buy the computer. Yeah. Okay, well, so let, let me explain something. I'm, I'm going to preface this to give you a little bit of when the 1080 Ti's came out, which was maybe three years ago. Um, I mm-hmm. bought one. Okay? okay. So, and I got a screaming deal on mine. I paid $900 for the video card. Okay. So that that's for a 1080 Ti. Okay. They've had two generation sets. I'm the scared. Current, the current top of the line video card is a 3090. Okay, I'm just talking Nvidia. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna go beyond that for now. But mm-hmm, t- mm-hmm. the top of the the top of the of the video card heap is a 3090 Ti, essentially from from Nvidia. 
How much do you think a 3090 Ti goes for? I'm going to say four grand. Oh, you're much you're much closer than I thought you were. That's Let that's me, pretty appropriate. I've watched the price of copper wire go up this year, so <laughs> that, that's my slight frame of reference. The part that drive that's crazy to me is these cards sell out instantly at that price. Right. Yeah. I'm like, what in the heck is going on? It blows me away. I, you know, I I've built a lot of computers in my life, and I've spent a lot of money, but. Even my most expensive computer I ever built, I think I spent five and a half grand on, and its video card was $800. And I'm like, these video cards are more than I've spent on whole computers many, many times. It just blows me away. And they're always out of stock. Always. Yeah, yeah. It's the world we live in now, Trevor. Uh, Well, that's some pretty serious inflation. (laughs) It's true. Okay, Trevor, it's your turn. In Uh, in In the snake draft. In the snake draft, so... This is the dumbest Christmas present I've ever bought myself. <laughs> it really is. Tell me more. So we got talking, and um, my group, my high school D&D group, really wants to, after we finish our current campaign, we get together on um, you know, Zoom or whatever and do our games. And we have for a long time, even before the pandemic. Cause my, the, the, you guys were Zooming before Zooming was cool. Yeah, the Game Master lives in Colorado, so it was just one of those things where we just couldn't really get together. So although most of the people who live locally still come to my house, and then I've got a TV hooked up that I put his face on and a microphone, et cetera, that's, you know, so everyone can talk to him. Well, we got talking about what we wanted to do, and and we have a lot of fond memories about second edition AD&D uh, and the campaigns that were available to us. It just feels like to us there's not nearly as many campaigns. Because there's not. I mean, literally, there was a new campaign, you know, every three or four months back in second edition, it felt like. Um, but some of our favorites are ones like Ravenloft, Dark Sun, that came from right in the center of second edition, um, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. So we're like, well, what do we want to play? And everyone's like, let's play Dark Sun. And there's no fifth edition Dark Sun rules, but there was a fourth edition Dark Sun. And so we got talking about fourth edition. And and my friend was like, except for fourth edition sucked. And I just made an offhand comment about how, yes, fourth edition was not that fun. However, the version of Gamma World that they released at the same time as fourth edition D&D used the same rules. And it you was a magnificent blast. fool. It was a blast <laughs> to play. And they're like, what, really? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of board gamey. And did I can't remember. Did you play it with me? And and um um. No, I did not get to play with you guys. Is that what you're asking me? Yes, I was trying to, uh, I just forgot his name. Not Wade. Wade, yeah. Oh, you I did? Yeah, I played it with Wade. Okay, okay. That's so, unsurprising. So that, game, that game is right up Wade's alley, and I'll explain why here in just a second. But So, anyways, I explained that you know the game was a lot of fun with Gamma World, because one of the things in Gamma World that is kind of a common theme, regardless of the edition, is like spontaneous mutation. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you could be, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to go get a drink of water. I'm going to eat and, and, it could, and you roll on this, you know, the random mutation table and boom, all of a sudden you've got a third arm or maybe a sixth arm or who knows, you know, what it could be. Well, in the fourth edition version of the game, it's not actually the fourth edition, but people call it the fourth edition because it came out with fourth edition D&D. Yeah. It, okay. had, it had a whole deck of cards and you know how in, in fourth edition D&D, you had an action you could take that would mm-hmm. be like. This is your, you know, you take this action once every short rest or twice every short rest. Well, in Gamma World, you had a deck of cards, and every time you got a random mutation, you just, or every time you found 
like gear, like weapons on the ground, you would draw cards out of this deck. And then those cards would have various new actions. So your character was always changing. So unlike the version of D&D where your actions were always the same and it was kind of monotonous and boring, Gamma World was exciting and different. You could find all kinds of cool things in these decks. And then they would get used up and go away. So you'd have you'd always be getting new cards. And your so your actions would always be different. And it just there was not really a particular character class list, I don't remember. I think you picked a race and it maybe gave you one innate ability that you could do every turn. But that generally wasn't what you did. Okay. So anyway, it was just it was really fun. The thing that that why it flopped was because these deck of cards were intended to be you built your own deck and it was collectible. They had uh, uh, packs of cards you could buy and there were rare actions in these decks and you could only put so many of one action. So they kind of took the collectible. I mean, it was Watsy, you know, yeah. collectible card game and said, let's make it into an RPG. And they did with Gamma World. Well, I think what most people ended up doing was sort of ignoring that. And just like, well, because there was rules in there, so everyone could use a common deck. They're just like, you know what? We'll buy a few boosters and we'll play in a common deck. Nobody's going to buy these cards. And they didn't. And the game flopped. Um, And a lot of people got rubbed the wrong way by these collectible card decks that you had to have for your character. Yeah. The game game was fun. So that long story, I apologize, but that was setting it up. I mentioned this and they start talking to me about, well, why was it fun, et cetera. And I just get this, you know, wild hair. And so I start looking (laughs) up all the things that I didn't already own from yeah. Gamma World. And I almost bought an entire box of boosters that was just unopened that was sitting around because there's a lot of that stuff just left over. Oh, my gosh. But I didn't. I, I stayed away from that. But I bought all the expansions for the for fourth edition Gamma World. And it's going to go on my shelf, and it's <laughs> never going to get right next to Right next to, uh, uh, what's the pug one that you have? Pugmire. Pug pug that one might get, actually get played someday. Uh... Um, the reason I love the lies we tell ourselves is because yeah. I tell the same kind of lies. <laughs> so anyway, I bought s- s- multiple expansions for Gamma World. Uh, the f- it's actually like the seventh edition of Gamma World um, <laughs> for myself. And I, the, the ones I bought are like brand new. The first one showed up, and um, it was just kind of like let it was sitting loose in the box, so it was all beat up. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. and it was brand new, like it still had cellophane on it, but it just the way mm-hmm. they. Sh- the way they shipped it. Packaged it poorly. Yeah, there was nothing inside of it to keep it from getting crushed. Sure. I mean, it's not bad. I'm sure it's fine. And it's a kind of a loose box, kind of like the old computer box boxes for games. So it's not a big deal, but it was a little disappointing when it arrived. I love this present. I love the ridiculous optimism of this present. I you know I won't be shocked if it actually does get some play at some point because it's really easy to set up and play. Like character yeah. creation is like you know choose this character class and draw cards and go. Yeah, it's super simple if I remember right. You might you might pick a default template or something, but it's it's very board gamey. You know, fourth edition was, but Gamma World fully embraces that as well. Like you have everything's done on maps. Everything's very simple to 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 learn and to do. Um, the difference being that it's not monotonous like fourth edition was. Okay, Josh. Back to me. Uh, well, so the next game, I I tried to open this for myself early, and I haven't succeeded in doing that yet. Uh, but I'm really excited to try Micro Macro Crime City, which was mm. a Spiel des Jahres game. It's basically Where's Waldo married to a board game. You mentioned this on a pre-ramble because you thought you might play it at 
Yeah, I thought I might play it at Thanksgiving. It never happened. Mistakes were made, I guess. Question mark. <laughs> so I don't know. I think I think there's a chance. Um, anyway, I'm gonna snake back to you guys with one more really quick. Which I so I am I bought this on a whim, which is how I live my life in the board game world at this point now. But <laughs> my son-in-law enjoyed the film so much. And my youngest daughter is like such a Timothy Chalamet fan. She has she has declared Dune her favorite movie of all time. And when I asked her what book she was going to read next, uh, she said she says Dune, right? Which was hilarious because then my wife was like, "Oh my gosh, you're going to become more oh is the, than me, you know?" Is the thing. FOMO hitting? Yeah, yeah, the FOMO might hit. We'll see. Your your wife might go back and try to read it again. I love no, this. No way. You don't, you don't think so? I hope not. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's good. <laughs> but but the game I'm excited about, which it, it is not currently rated very well, but we'll see, is Dune House Secrets, which I think is sort of a – it almost feels like a legacy style or, or a storytelling style Dune oh. game, right? Okay. So stay tuned. <laughs> so I uh, – sorry, I know it's Jace, but I'm – I'm going to say this just before we let him go. I back to you. Oh, is it back to me? Yeah. yeah I, snake I snake oh, it. son of a. Okay. So then I'll just go. Um, I have two weeks off for Christmas. unlike Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, and then because of the, so you can go ahead and not play. Um, oh my God. <laughs> what the heck is the disco Elysium? You can go ahead and not play that again. Is that correct? I actually have a little bit more than two weeks because the, I believe it's the third is um the observed new year's day oh okay Mm -hmm. so i have two weeks and monday off so basically 17 days straight where i've got no and and so yes i'm currently telling myself the lies about what games i will play (laughs) and and one of them is disco elysium but i i don't know we'll see Mm. will we (laughs) (laughs) well we'll see we'll just see what we know we're gonna what we already know we're gonna see Oh, okay, I, I need okay. to. I, what I need to do is commit. I see. There's not going to be this sale this time that shows up the first day of my of my. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you know that Gabe Newell is literally listening to you as we speak. I mean, Alexa's sitting like two feet away from me. Clearly, <laughs> yeah, Amazon knows. There you, there you go. And I'm sure they share their data with Steve <laughs> or with Valve. So yeah, I mean, anyway, um, I I probably should like create a list. Of all the games and the the order I'm going to play them in, and just like force myself to stick to the list. Yes, I love this. I love making our hobbies punishment. That's right? what I'm all about. Right? That's correct. You are speaking my language. Yeah, it needs to be punishment, or I just won't get through it. <laughs> yeah, it's like card games. If you just tell yourself that you hate that list over and over again before we get to the holiday, then you'll play them all. <laughs> I mean, I really need to finish. Like Half Life, Alex really finished. I'm I'm so far into it, and it's just like it's been such a fun game, and I'm feeling bad that I haven't finished it. Yeah, that one does make me a little sad. Yeah, I got to a point in that game where like I'm out of ammo, and I'm in an area where I just can't get past it without ammo. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't just run past this stuff. I have to figure out a way to get past it, um, and some of it requires ammo. So I'm trying to figure out how to do that. I, I know there's a – the game has a built-in AI – I don't want to call it an AI, but an algorithm that when you're out of ammo, it will randomly drop ammo. 
and there's ways to bug it to basically get, I don't want to call it infinite ammo, but a lot of ammo. The, there are YouTube videos that show you how to do it. So I'm, I'm wondering if I should just like back up and find a place where I can bug the game to get enough ammo to actually get through the part. Mm. Cause I really don't care about, you know, the integrity of Alex. I just want to see the story and get through the game and enjoy it. So I, I, I agree with where you're at. I think it's an important Zen state to have reached Trevor, but I am sort of curious to ask why not just like pull it up on YouTube then and watch it. Mm, Cause it's VR. I don't think that's the same. Okay. All right. That's fine. I, I also don't. So in, in Alex's case, you're probably right. It's probably cheaper and quicker to do that sort of thing. But in a lot of, a lot of times where I have this issue and where I play this sort of style where I'm just like, I'll just turn the difficulty down and enjoy the story to get through it. Um, it's generally an RPG where you can't necessarily, where the choices might change the dialogue and or the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I see and that's not necessarily an option. I mean, trust me, I watch plenty of games. I spend all day watching Twitch while I work, so I don't have a problem watching a game. That's fair. Um, all right, Jay, I guess close this out. This could be the last one to wrap it up. I'm basically... Uh, I'm waiting for us to get through the holiday season so that Josh again has this mythical free time and uh, we will schedule unfathomable and I will experience joy again. Right. During campaign season, it'll be the best. It's true. What is, I guess, what, what is your campaign season again? Uh, I mean, the primary is, is May 17th. So essentially from January through May. So you're that's you're going to be pretty busy until then. I then, I expect yes. And then at that point, um, assuming <laughs> you win the primary, the rest of it you'll probably be unopposed? Question mark. Uh, the, not, I don't know. You, I don't know. Unknown. Your yeah, like our district did have a challenger uh, last last election. last election, but that's also potentially as much from the. Oh, from who was running. Yes. Yeah, how much he was hated. Yeah. From, yeah, that I understand. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I hate him too. And I, <laughs> you're, you're not even in the district. Again. I'm not in the district and I'm a conservative and the guy is a, I, yeah, I'll leave it at that. This is a not, blight upon our state. This is not behind a paywall and eventually maybe yes. I'll be in politics even though I hate them. Uh, so that's right. I'm going to hire Trevor for my staff. <laughs> <laughs> Be the board game consultant. Yes. <laughs> the secretary of gaming. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we can go ahead and wrap it up there. And you guys should let us know what you guys are excited for. And uh, maybe it'll get us excited for it as well. Indeed.